What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I wanted to just throw this in in the beginning. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That really helps our numbers. Check out the merch store at brennantcomedy.com slash merch store to get your ex-drinking buddy merch. And if you really want to, subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash brennantassif. That really helps me out. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Grab me a beer and grab him a coat. We about to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he didn't sober up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tess, here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tess, here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tess, here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome <laughs> into another edition of Brandon Tess, is your ex drinking buddy. There's gonna be a graphic there. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the program, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do. Hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in all sorts of trouble, and then reminisce about those crazy stories. I'm sober now, but that is still one of my favorite things to do. Hang out with friends and reminisce about the crazy days. Most weeks I'll be joined by some guests. This week is no exception. All the way from New York City, doing a crossover from the Power of How podcast, Daniel Torado and Matt Fulcheron. This is amazing. Like this is who are you? This what? your hosting personality. I love it. Your hosting personality is so Which I get no credit for. Is so bigger than your co-hosting personality. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm here for it, as the kids say. I'm enjoying it. I love it. Because for the audience that doesn't know, we were just um, having, uh, we were just taping an episode of our other podcast. The Power of How. Check it out. Which is way more chill. Yes. And, uh, oh, man, we're in fucking third gear already. (laughs) This is like fucking water and an extra shot of espresso. It was like a light switch. It was amazing. You saw that? I went three, two, one, and then boom. Um, Yeah, so for everybody who is watching, who's listening, uh, we have started a new podcast called The Power of How about mental health and uh, positive outlook on life. Uh And I wanted to do a crossover and bring you guys into the ex-drinking buddy world. Matt's been on quite a few times, but Daniel's never been on. Thanks for having me. Of course. And we wanted to promote the new podcast and kind of talk about uh, how we got to this point and everything like that. But also some fun drinking stories. Matt alluded to one earlier. I know Daniel's got... This guy met Michelle Pfeiffer one time, so we want to talk yeah. about that. That was, that was alcohol fueled for yes. sure. And no, I, no alcohol. I have a whole, <laughs> I have a whole list here of um, do you drunken, really drunken atrocities? Really? Yes, right here. <laughs> I did. I did my homework. That, I appreciate that for ex drinking body. Well, because uh, I'm uh, I'm 12 days without drinking. That's what I wanted to talk and, about. And uh, I'm not sober. Sober. I still smoke some weed. From time to time. I hate the term California sobriety, so I don't use it. Yeah. I just say the long version. <laughs> but um, I'm, I've, I've made the spread, man. I, I, I was in a lot of discomfort. I was moody uh, last week up until a couple days ago. Yeah. And now I, feel, now I feel good. I'm to the point where I don't really miss it. And uh, it, doesn't even, it doesn't even cross my mind. I went to pick up a check at Gotham on Friday night and I was like, well, I'm going to go to, um, and I had like an hour to kill and I'm like, well, I'll just go to Jake's saloon for, uh, oh, right, 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 right. you must know that feeling. That is. Me. Yeah. So that is something that happens to me quite often, especially cause I work so close to the stand. So a lot of times I just go there after work uh-huh. and if it's crowded, it's like, I guess I'm just going to sit in the corner and eat a pizza <laughs> by myself. Cause like I don't drink. So it's like, right. I can't cozy up to the bar and like drink with people or anything. So it's like, I guess I'm just, and I don't want to waste the seat at the bar sure. by just drinking water. So it's like, well, I guess I'll just get food in the corner alone. Now, do you, you, do you take anything or do anything else? No, or I'm, that's it. Uh, the only thing that I do that would kind of teeter on anything would be my pre-workout because it's got some stimulants in it. Uh, but that's the only thing that you like, if someone was like very strict, they'd be like, Hey, you can't do that. But that's the only, the, my pre-workout's got a lot of caffeine and a couple stims in it. Your okay. theory is as long as you're not drinking and doing mind altering drugs mm-hmm. that you're good. Yeah. And that's another big thing too, is because, uh, my, uh, people often say, cause I'm diagnosed bipolar. So people are always like, well, don't you take the medication? And I, I tell people this all the time because my, my diagnosis isn't of it's not a severe one. Like it's not debilitating. So I'm always like, I'd rather 
live with the outbursts of rage or the outbursts of sadness <laughs> because the, they give you tramadol, which turns you into a zombie. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to take that. It's the same thing with my anxiety and stuff. People are like, oh, why don't you take what you're prescribed? It's like, because then I'm not me. Like, I don't. And I'll abuse the hell out of it. So it's I, like, I just don't, I don't do anything. I've always felt that way. And I've, I've questioned that in, in recent years. I never wanted to get on any kind of like drugs that would be prescribed by a psychiatrist. Yeah. And then I'm also the same guy who will drink a six pack and smoke a ton of weed. Well, yeah. So that's, the, that's, that's, that's like an inappropriate my, medication. My reasoning what I'm doing. Is, yeah. My reasoning is because of my uh, addictive person. Like when it comes, like if, if you are prescribed, uh, Obviously, disclaimer, if you are prescribed like antidepressants or anti-anxieties or anything by a doctor and you can take them like uh, like they're prescribed, then, yeah. of course, do that. Yeah. My problem is I can't. Right. Like I was prescribed Klonopin at one point and they're like, oh, it's time release. So you only have to take one in the morning. I'd be at like four by lunch. Wow. I'm like, Let's go. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a party now. <laughs> Not drinking. Sobriety is easy. <laughs> <laughs> so how how do you deal with the the outbursts? Do you, like, do you know when they're coming? Or yeah, and know? we talked about it on the Power of How. Everybody check that out. The, the, <laughs> on the Power of How podcast, or wherever you yeah. get your podcast. That's literally on everything. The Power of How podcast uh, dot buzzsprout dot com. Uh, so, and we've talked about that before. Sometimes I'll my was I a dick? Is I'll have an outburst and then I immediately recognize it and I will apologize. It's the anger that gets me in trouble, though. It's not the sad like I cry constantly and no everyone's just like stop being such a bitch but right. like it's the anger where i'm like are you like and i snap at somebody at work and then immediately i'll be like my bad yeah like, didn't mean to do that i've actually gotten a lot better in the last five years being sober of catching it before it happens right well if you yell at us make sure you do it on mic yeah so then absolutely. we have an exciting episode right, right. well that's the clip <laughs> but I can feel it coming. Like it happened to me the other last night at work. Me and uh, Chef, I, I, I was a little frantic because my table's appetizers were taking a while. So I asked the manager to check on it, and I've got the reputation of like, oh, Brennan's freaking out. So she went back there and was like, hey, Chef, Brennan's freaking out. Where are his appetizers? So then when I went back to the kitchen, Chef was like, hey, man, you're like, and yelled at me, scolded me in front of the whole staff. He's like, you're not the only table. Like you need to relax. And I hadn't even spoken to him. And immediately, immediately, I was like, I'm going to fucking burn this whole place down. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to start screaming. And I'm like, I felt it. I felt it coming. And I go, no, 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 no. I felt it coming. And I literally, what we were just talking about on the power of hell, I turned around and I went for, I was like, yes, chef. And I turned around and I walked out. Right. And then I, you know, took a couple deep breaths and I went back in. I was like, listen, I wasn't even freaking out. I was just asking her to check on it. It's just I've got this reputation of like, Ugh! Uh -huh. but now with my uh, bipolar, I can kind of I can definitely feel it. Kind of, and sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes I feel it coming. and I go, we're going with this. Sure. Like fucking where's my flamethrower? You're riding the wave. Yeah. 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 But it is it is weird. Not it's weird calling someone dude. chef. You know, no, it's so, me, dude. I'm so accustomed just, yeah. to. I'm so ingrained in it. After yeah. I saw that show, The Bear, yeah. I think it's like the coolest thing. And it was a weird moment in my life where I'm around kitchens all the time, working in comedy clubs. Never thought anything about it. And then after watching that show, I'm like, dude, they're see it. they're like a, a society. Just mm -hmm. like yeah, yeah, we're yeah, a yeah. society. Yeah, like right. I'm talking about comics, stand up mm -hmm. comics. Like they live. They're like renegades outlaws they don't live by right 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 by right, right. society standards either all, and i'm yeah. like oh that's kind of cool and they're so under the radar like not even i saw it and i walk through kitchens all the time yeah and now when i walk through i don't want to meet the other comics i'm like looking at the chefs like what's up and i think that chef thing is so cool that was one of the cool things about the bear so i've worked in a lot of different restaurants some fancier than others where there is chef and that is the executive chef. That is the chef de cuisine. That is it's his kitchen. And then I've also worked in restaurants. And this is what I liked about the bear was it's a mutual respect for everyone in the kitchen. So you call everybody chef. Right. Like there is I the like chef that. de cuisine, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is the head chef. But everyone is chef. Yes, chef. No, chef. Absolutely, chef. And that's what he does on the bear. He does on the bear. And they're not like sophisticated like him. They're not. They're line cooks. Yeah. And so. When he starts calling them chef, they're like, what the fuck? And one even calls him Jeff back. Okay, Jeff. Yeah. You know, right, like, right, like right, kind of right, like, right. what the fuck? Because they right, don't right, understand right. it. But then, like, after a while, they're like, they start to appreciate yeah, it. And they right. start to like it. The restaurant I work in now, which I, I never mentioned the name, but it's a swankier steakhouse. And they run it like that. Everyone yeah, is chef. Yeah. You, if anyone handles food, 
you treat them with respect and you address them as chef. And that's how it is. And I like that because working in some of those other restaurants where it's like, oh, no, that's chef. And then everyone else is just like Joe Schmo. Right. It, there's a weird ego power dynamic to that where you're kind of like, oh, well, you're just... well, it's, well, it's kind of like calling everyone boss because yeah. chef in, Fren- in French means boss. Right. Oh, I didn't. Like, <laughs> yeah. I hate when people call me boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but boss yeah, or buddy. That, I'm like, Brennan. It's Brennan. But that's asshole. what it is. It's like, when you, hey, all right, boss, man. You got it, boss. You yeah. Know? I yeah, think but it's it, said with more respect. Right. But, and it's like and it's like you're in the boss business. Right. Right. No, right, it's right. a little different. That's it's like if you worked at the boss right. store and you called each other boss. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Sounds like chaos, but whatever. But you wouldn't call your boss in an office boss. That's what I'm saying. No. You know, it's a weird thing no, to yeah. demand. That's why it's cool. It's more It's more like the military. It's only yeah. cool because it it's French. There you, know you go. I mean? uh, we use a lot of French words. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cooking. Yeah. yeah. It's that's. I mean, I guess yeah. that's what it is. I wanted to have you guys on, like we said, to promote the show. Matt, you have been on a few times, but Daniel, tell the audience, yeah. you know, the few thousand listeners that we do have, tell them about how you got to New York, how you got into comedy. Uh, but this is a drinking show, right? Yeah, we're okay. going to, oh, we're going to okay, Yeah, but we right. need to know who you are before yeah, okay. we see uh, who you are drunk. Yeah. All right. Uh, 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 originally from Montreal, uh, moved here in 2000 to study uh, acting. And then uh, went back home for a few years and came back to New York to okay. do stand-up full-time uh, 2010, about, yeah. So did you, before you moved here, did you had you gone to college? Were you like, I don't know, how did yeah. things work in yeah, Canada? Yeah, I, st- I studied uh, uh, at a university called McGill in Montreal. And then when I was done with that, I came to study in a conservatory okay. uh, called the Neighborhood Playhouse. And uh, they teach like this really fun technique called Meisner. And then uh, when I was done, when I was done with uh, school, one of the teachers said, don't be that actor that waits by the phone. Do something proactive. Get yourself out there. Don't just don't wait. Just do something. Yeah. And right about that time, I was reading uh, Robin Williams uh, biography. Yeah. And um, and I thought I just thought I because he started at Juilliard. He, he I think he dropped out of Juilliard mm-hmm. after one year. And he's one of my favorite, you know, actors to watch. And I said, well, you know, comedy, I was always like the funny guy with my friends. And I, I am on stage. I'm not relying on anyone. Uh, I do my own writing. And I saw the the great similarities, especially after reading the biography between, you know, stage, uh, comedy and, and, and theater. And I said, let me let me just try it. And and I did it. I did it. In a, my first show was in this uh it brought in a Harlem crowd. It was uh, at a place called the Triad. I thought you were going to say the Apollo. No, 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 no. <laughs> I the Triad. I, I played the Apollo once. Hell so yeah. That, that, that was a different experience. But, <laughs> but, 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 but the Triad, they, it was scary. I was really scared because they brought in uh, like a, 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 a hood crowd. Like yeah. they were checking you for guns uh-huh. and at the door. Right. And this was so uh, bizarre to me that, you know, I, I'm like one of the comics. Why would you even, you know, question? This isn't know? a school. Yeah. Why are you checking me for guns? And, gun? and yeah. people were dressed like beautifully, like hats, uh, you know, plumes, uh, suits. It, it, it was It was quite intimidating. And uh, how'd you do? I I did good for thirty seconds, and then I <laughs> and then and then I I I, I blacked out. Okay. I, I did not know the next line coming out of my mouth, and then I uh, it's funny because I taped it, and I so I started rubbing my belly without even knowing. Yeah, that I, I was yeah. just rubbing my belly, and I'm just trying to be funny for the next two three minutes. I tanked so badly. So badly, I was supposed to do five. Yeah, the host came on stage. Uh, after three, he he, uh, I got off stage. He insulted me. He made fun of me, and oh, and then I got off stage and I I stepped out of the, the the club, and I just hunched over and I couldn't breathe because my stomach cramped up so God. badly. And it's funny because I only realized. Uh, after watching my set, because I taped it, that my body was already warning me, like yeah, this is yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, had no, yeah. I had no clue on stage. Yeah, but I, I, I was like, oh man, this is gonna hurt. Can, can I tell you, I'm getting cotton mouth just listening to this story. Oh really? Like, I, this is like really painful for me to listen. Oh, to. Oh yeah, it was horrible because I've been through it so many times. Oh yeah, so yeah, many times. Yeah, yeah. And I had friends who showed up brought, right yeah. that showed up so i was not only was i completely embarrassed i had my landlord 
show up. Fuck. Uh, I, I had one Your of my rents going yeah, up this month. I, I had one of my best friends. I'd, I had comics from uh, from the uh, actors from the school come see me, and uh, that that night Tracy Morgan was there. Getting everybody. Pregnant. Tracy Morgan, but Tracy Morgan wasn't. Wasn't famous yet. He was. Oh, okay. He was like. He was. He was on SNL. Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bri- but, I'm Brian. But it was great. Brian Fellow. It was, it was yeah. amazing because he. I forgot his name at that moment. You know, uh, I knew who he was, but he kept yelling out, "I'm motherfucking Tracy Morgan! I'm motherfucking Tracy Morgan! I'm motherfucking Tracy Morgan! I'm motherfucking Tracy." Speaking of Meisner, yo, yeah, right, right, repetition, exactly. Uh, and you know what's insane is that. And I'm not even kidding. He said, I'm motherfucking Tracy Morgan at least like 50 times out loud, yelling it on the streets uh-huh. with his friends. And looking back at that moment, I realized like he really manifested sure. being Tracy, Tracy Morgan. Because yeah. if you're out on the street, you know, and you start yelling out who the fuck you are, <laughs> That's who you, you are. might just believe it. Yeah. And then, and, and it was so... And I had no clue, but I thought he was just insane. And then I went up to him before the show and I asked him for some advice. And he actually gave me some really smart, good advice. He said, if you do well, don't let it get your head. And if you do badly, roll with the punches. Yeah. That was his advice. Yeah. And wow. and, and I and I at that at that moment it didn't mean anything to me. It was it, you know, because everyone tells you just have fun. Just have yeah. fun. How the fuck can you have fun you when yeah. you're out there expressing your thoughts? in front of a group of strangers who've never seen you uh, and you're standing there alone with a light There's not really that you. much fun about it. Nothing. It's it, 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 it's, it's like being it in charge of a party. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and he was up in, there in the balcony because there's like a little balcony. It's like a little theater. It, it's quite beautiful, the triad. And uh, and just getting insulted after by the host and and cutting my time. like. <laughs> It's not like I got a light. He walked up on stage, yeah, sure, and he said, "All right, let's. You're Do you done." Remember who the host is? No, no oh. clue, no See, clue. See, that's what I'm saying. No and clue. now you're no paid clue. regular no at the clue. cellar, so tell. But him but off. but no, but it, again, it's like it's he didn't I, let it go to his head. No. Right, 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 right. right, right. <laughs> but but he, uh, I I wasn't able to, um, I wasn't able to write comedy. I wasn't able to watch comedy uh, for ten days. I couldn't. I couldn't look at anything I wrote. I, I said, this is not for me. This, yeah, there's yeah. no way right. I can do this. But th- 10 days later, exactly 10 days later, I said, if I quit, I'm just a quitter. And I'll never give it a proper chance. Yeah. And I said, just don't be a quitter. Just keep doing it. And the second time I did it was at the New York Comedy Club when it used to be owned by Al Martin. And... Uh, and I had so much fun, and I had a great set. Awesome! I, but I was lucky. Yeah, you know, I was lucky. Uh, and the third time, I tanked. Uh, <laughs> but but that's how it goes. But it was just the the idea of just not not giving up because whatever you start, you're gonna suck at. Yeah, uh-huh. for a long time. Ten thousand hours. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and three minutes of pop. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a long ten thousand hours. And you got you got to want it. You got to yeah, want yeah. it deep down to to just give it a, a a fair. I'm not even gonna say try because when you say try, you're automatically setting yourself up to fail. Because it's like I hate I hate saying I'm gonna try. It's it's like do or do fuck, not. Yeah, no exactly. Try. It's like if I you give it a shot, you know, just do it. Yeah. And if you fail, you fail, and it's fine. But don't try because then your your mind is half half in half out yeah yeah well that's you mentioned it earlier i did want to talk about that you so you came here from canada yeah canada yeah 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 so i wanted to ask were you um speaking of drinking and everything were you guys are is i have this idea of what canada is in my head that everyone sits around and plays hockey and drinks beer is that accurate or is that wrong? Well, Canada's is. I mean, it's a big place. I have something to add to this. Whatever you. Uh, uh well, well, you want to go do? I just want to say when I when I met Daniel, I was working in Montreal. Yeah, you were in. And there. I, um, you know, I, um, I don't drink anymore. Back, when I, <laughs> <laughs> back then, <laughs> I was accustomed to having a couple beers before I went on stage, and I would be drinking domestic beers. And thinking I knew what I was drinking, 
but the alcohol was double yeah. Oh, yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would be hammered getting on stage. <laughs> right. Without right, knowing, right. like, what the fuck? Like, I would be I all... Two I would be, like, in over my head with drunkenness. And I'd be like, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. is that a common thing in Canada? Uh, well, you know, listen, Canada's a lot of things. Can, you know, a part of me doesn't really identify with Canadian culture, even though I was born in Canada. You know, my dad's from Peru. My mom's Polish. Uh, I was really raised by first generation, uh, you know, immigrants. Yeah. My mom came to Canada on a boat when she was 17. So uh, I was raised by my grandmother who's Polish, surrounded by Latinos, by, you know, Polish people. And that was my family. So I never, I never identified with, as much as I love hockey now, I never identified with that culture. Yeah. Yeah. so Canada is a lot of things. There's, there's, I kind of see two sides to Canada. There's like you're really, really Canadian, or you're just like a, a mix of everything. Okay. Um. So, uh, but the first time I did comedy at the Triad, I had a glass of wine, a, gla- yeah. a glass, and a glass and a half, and I was so scared. And I said, I need to loosen up. I need to loosen up. Yeah. But then I, I, I promised myself to never, ever drink before a show because I didn't want that crutch. I didn't want to rely on mm-hmm. something to be up there on stage because that's, that's, you're setting yourself up for, for, a, for a trap, you know, as an actor as well. Do you want to, if, you know, a lot of actors now, like, they actually drink to play drunk. Uh, you know, Shia LaBeouf did Acid. Uh, yeah, on, when he did uh, when he did uh, Charlie Countryman, uh, some I think it was called the movie's called Charlie Countryman, where he pops acid. Yeah, and it's it's you see him high uh, on acid. Yeah, well, where and, you didn't want a crutch, I wanted a rascal scooter. Yeah, right. right I was right. like, let's do this. I was the same yeah, yeah. way. I was the first the first like five or ten. I, we talked about this before, yeah, but the yeah. first like five years I was doing comedy, I was hammered every time I got right, on stage. Right, right, right. Every right, time right. I was hammered the first time I got on stage, and it didn't even affect me. That's how. That's what people don't realize. Your nerves are, are way stronger yeah, right, right. than alcohol. And right. I've I've talked about this before on this show with some guests about drinking before shows, and. Uh, it, more often than not, people are like, yeah, the first couple of times I went on stage, it didn't matter how much I drank. Like, I was yeah. like, still, like, f- scared. You know what's crazy, right. too? I'm just realizing I drank a lot during my wedding, uh, and as soon as it was over, I really crashed. Did this yeah. happen? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, yeah. All, yeah. Like, they're, they're, I knew it happened. But I, I got on a bus to go to, like, like, the after party, and I crashed, like, really hard, whereas I didn't feel the booze at all. Oh, Even though I was drinking so all day, yeah, 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 wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. But back to Canada, yeah. But then you got to drink more to get rid of that. Sure, yeah. hair of the dog. Yeah, right. everybody knows it's that. a fun, fun yeah. cycle. Well, when Be- did you start drinking then? Well, listen, that's a weird thing. I never got into. I never drank a lot. I love like a, I love I love getting in that zone. But even now, I'll drink maybe once a month. I'll have two glasses of wine that's all it takes wow. but i'll tell you what happened uh when i was younger and i would drink a little more um i remember one night i was with my friend russell and we went out to like a club and i was like when i would drink i would smoke cigarettes and i was chain smoking it was the only sounds so great yeah it really does it, it was it was the how first, old were you at the time like 19 20 and i must have been i must have been 22 okay 22 or 23 and I drank so much and I smoked so much. I, I went to his uh, place. I crashed. I, f- I woke up on the floor with all my clothes. And I, I, I was so, I felt so hungover. And I felt so disgusted with my breath, my clothes. Like the, it reeked. Yeah. yeah, that's what I call morning. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And I, and I was so, I guess I was so disgusted <laughs> with, with myself yeah. that I didn't need to quit. My body just didn't want it. Yeah. So, and I thought I was so lucky because it wasn't like a quitting is hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because it takes a decision where you're 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 fighting your body. You're going against something you want. But to reach what I reached, and not being a smoker, and almost finishing a pack that night—that's a lot. Uh, yeah. And not being a smoker, I just woke up with, I don't, I don't want to do, I don't want this. Yeah. Because so I, I am. I was a smoker lucky enough to. And if I have more than like three or four cigarettes in like two hours, I'm like, I think I'm gonna die. Right. It kills you. Right. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it dehydrates you. Yeah. It kills your throat. Yeah, but it feels great with with booze. It oh, it's so like, fun! Oh, it's when you're 22, drunk yeah. and smoking that a little, carton, that little high. It's, yeah, you get you get that little high feeling. 
Um, but yeah, I was lucky enough to not want it. And uh, but I enjoy it. I, yeah. You know, I never had a problem with it. So, lucky. <laughs> yeah, I guess in that sense, I am lucky because I come from a family of very heavy drinkers. Latinos. Oh, really? No. Yeah, of course. Latinos. My dad has a scotch glass of wine every day. Um, he, uh, my grandfather, my uncles. It's uh, it's very cultural as well. Oh yeah. To, well, to, it's because uh, I come from a, an Eastern European family, and it's very much like you do a shot to celebrate, you do right. shots to mourn, you do shots right. to, like when everyone gets together, right. and right. it's like a big thing. Exactly. So it's it is interesting, like showing up at like family stuff now, but and everyone's like. Uh, all right, like, right. Hey. But it's also the quality of, of, of alcohol here. Because when I went to Poland and I, I would drink like pure, vo- like really good vodka, I man, I, I felt great, but I didn't feel <laughs> sick. I didn't feel hungover. Yeah. I felt like, what is this? It's actually like, yeah, yeah it's actually, it's, it's good. It's not, it's not, I don't know what the hell they put uh, in the vodka and, and wine, even wine. A lot of, there's no ingredients no. on a wine bottle. Which is insane. I, I always notice that. that, and 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 in the states, uh, there's no ingredients on beer, which is really weird because they've started using corn syrup in beer. Oh, that's the uh, that's the a lot a lot like a lot of brands yeah. use corn syrup as as that's the sugar. Well, that, yeah. well, that's why whenever I drink. Uh, I make sure to never buy American beer or wine. <laughs> oh, I'll really? always, yeah, yeah. I always have European. So this or... is a fun fact, just for anybody who doesn't know who's listening. Uh, wine, most wine isn't vegan because they use fish bones in the filtration process. Uh-huh. Little tiny that. fish bones. Yeah. Really? In all? And most, the majority of wine is not vegan because they use in the filtration process. They use little tiny fish bones. I'm okay with it. I'm also not vegan. Yeah. It's something just but, working okay, in restaurants. But then we, we need to define what vegan, vegan no animal is product, no because animal ve- products right, at but all because it touches a bone. I guess, yeah, that's that, something. That's, Sometimes vegans get upset about it. Wow, all these that's fishes crazy. that had to vegans, die for the wine. Vegans get upset. Vegans are crazy. <laughs> whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa! No, 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 no. no. Vegans are, are, are like some, mentally ill. No, the, no. <laughs> I think that's even more offensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the point. Uh, no, but some some vegans. Uh, I've heard of uh, vegan sexuals. Will just have sex with other vegans. Well, you have and to refuse to have sex yeah, you ha- with meat eaters because apparently meat eaters smell different and they taste different than vegans. I get what you're saying. You know, so that's that to me is like you can't get intimate with someone because of what they're eating. And and I do at some point understand, but like, what's the the interview process of this? Like when yeah, you would at a bar, work? like would you, you know, I think at that's, point... I think that's more of like, I think that's more of a woman judging a man. You know what I mean? Do you think so? I think so. Yeah, I think, I, I think, think, I think Cause women, there are, no, there are some men I think, vegan. I know, but this, I, this is, just, <laughs> I know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> I'm just guessing that this is more of, uh, an extra layer to a, a woman's screening process because, yeah, that's what and let's be like. honest, even as a man, like if you're a vegan, you start to become disgusted with meat and meat eating. Like, let's say I know uh, a woman who's really pretty, but she eats skunks. Yeah. I'm like, like, I don't know if I'm going to touch, like get gross, near this yeah. woman. You know, you it's don't all. Know, you don't, oh, if she. Okay. If I uh, know for a fact, she's oh, like, I, thought, I eat skunk. Uh, oh, and I'm like, I don't know if wait, I'm having sex with you. How pretty is she? How pretty is exactly? She? Like she, she could be cute. But mean. it's still right. It's still an extra step. Yeah. To you having sex with this woman, you're gonna think she eats skunks, and you're a man, so you're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> now, if it's a woman looking at a man who eats skunk, she can be like, no fucking way. And I think there's a connection there. Yeah. But then there's also a social aspect to it. And listen, I admire vegans on a certain level, but I think there becomes a kind of like a more moral high ground. Yeah. On top of that. Can well, there well, can be. Well, well and it's well, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go. Okay. Uh only because it's you're the merge. Boss. Chef, chef, merge. chef. Merge, uh, chef, merge. Uh well, well I, I I I just saw this. <laughs> Nobody's gonna get that yeah, reference. Yeah, 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 it's gonna yeah, come yeah, out yeah, right, right, right. Sorry, my bad. Uh, I just, I just saw uh, what's interesting about because I do respect vegans as well, and I respect their. That makes the, two the, out of the three. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I respect their craziness, uh, which is anything that you're going to be successful at, you need a level of of crazy. But you know, I think I saw this. I'm not sure. I think it was a, a Joe Rogan podcast where they discuss 
how you know you still kill animals to like you uh, rabbits and and and, and uh, squirrels and they get killed in the farming process. Yeah, absolutely. To, Pesticides. Right. I mean, exactly. It depends on how far so, you want to go about what's an animal. Right. Insects. So at what point do you? You're always going to kill at some point at some level. So there's no such thing as a. a comp- if you're going to be vegan, inevitably you you are also responsible for mm-hmm. the death of uh, of animals. Sadly enough, um, but I, I real I think I think I think that if you eat an animal uh, to give thanks to, like it's like that that scene in Avatar when when she kills that mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. I think it's a lion when she kills three lion. hours. No, uh, with the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She kills the dog. This is the first Avatar. She kills the right. dog, and yeah. then she says and the then, prayer, and yeah, then stabs that it. That yeah. to me was that was like thinking was about so, that scene. I automatically so will think of you from that is still like a <laughs> no, very you know what I mean? thing. I, I remember seeing. I remember being at McDonald's once when I when I first moved here, and I saw this woman pray before eating her sandwich, her her burger. And I, I didn't know if she was giving thanks or she's like, "Please don't kill me." Yeah, you know, like true. don't clog my arteries. She's praying she has enough money to go to Five Guys next time. Right. <laughs> 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 but it's it's it, that's that's what it is, you know. It's like to give thanks to, or to appreciate the life of the animal and not waste it. I I can't throw food out. Yeah, so I won't. I, I refuse I, to. I I think that's. Uh, I, I will eat until I've gotten sick, and I have done that. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask you because when you moved yeah. to New York, you were you bartended and stuff, didn't you? Yes. So did you? But as you've already explained to the audience, you're not really a big heavy drinker guy. So did you? Uh, were you living that bartender lifestyle, like doing drugs and going out and partying, or like no, how did you? No, okay. I, I, I had were, the morning. Were there shift. girls dancing on the bar? Uh, no, no, not nothing. Coyote like that. ugly stuff. Uh, no, I, I worked the morning shift. I worked from like ele- <laughs> I worked from eleven to seven. So you dealt with all the alcoholics because they'd come well, in and get drinks at eleven he, o'clock in the morning. Right. Well, it was it was a it was a res- it was a classy restaurant. Oh, okay. it was called Madison Madison Cafe. And uh, no longer exists, but it was it was a really nice crowd and um, sophisticated drinkers and alcoholics, yeah, uh, and very interesting people. And um, yeah, I would just work from eleven o'clock in the morning, and I'd leave my shift at seven. I worked twice a week, eight days a month, and that took care of rent that's awesome. Of that everything. Took care of everything, yeah. Because yeah. I working in the restaurant industry as long as I have, there's two sides of it. There's the side I'm in now, which is. I'm at a professional estate. Like people there are career restaurant employees. Like, you know, they make six figures, right. just waiting tables, and that's their job. And they're incredibly good at it. And they actually take it real serious. Like they go out and they, they go to wine tasting so they can suggest things to guests and stuff like that. But then there's the other side. Like when I worked for Outback when I was 18, 19, you know, 20, where you just wait on your tables and then you go out and get as absolutely hammered as possible. <laughs> right, 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 Like right. it's a contest. Right. Like who uh-huh. can get the most fucked up? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I, I didn't know if maybe you went through the same thing working in the restaurant industry, but you just didn't. I didn't. You know, I, I, I really didn't. I was, uh, I was just really focused on acting and, yeah. and, and, and my career and, you know, I just never got into, I, I and not to say I, I really enjoy a scotch. I really enjoy uh, a couple of glasses of wine with a meal. Yeah. Woo. And I, I, I love- Sounds I, delicious. Yeah, I love, I love that being in that not zone. Us. Not us anymore. <laughs> oh, I don't but, drink though. Yeah, but it- yeah, I, I'm you not. Know, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm lucky. I'm lucky that it's never been an addiction. Yeah. You're Matt, damn you're, right. You're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> you brought a list. What do you got on the list? Well, I, I'll take you through- um, I, I've just like last night I, I just wrote down my most memorable drinking binges and the first one that always well I just kind of went in chronological order okay yeah what were you gonna say no I think it's hilarious you've been on the show it's a whole page you've been on the show four times and you've never brought a list no I know because well we're promoting my podcast now or our podcast now it's different <laughs> like before you were lucky you got me out of the house and over that's to your true. apartment. That's true. Now that's I true. have a business agenda. Now we've got stuff to do. <laughs> that's funny. What um, is it? Let's, let's hear it. So I, I was 19. I was in college and um, I used to drink. This is a weird phenomenon in the 90s. White youth would drink 40 ounces of malt liquor. Yeah. Because they listened to so much hip hop music and I was one of them. And 40s were like, Two or three dollars, and they got you hammered. It wasn't like drinking 
three or four beers. It's malt liquor. It's yeah, a so little it's bit more, more yeah, nasty. Right. So I could take a 40, no problem. I'm also like 130 to 140 pounds at this time. And I, I drink the 140 in a dorm. And then I drink the second 40. And then I go to this other party and my, I, I completely black out. <laughs> I don't remember anything from the party. Yeah. I wake up in the morning and I still got my pants on and they're wet from the knee down. And this is in like January, February on the East Coast. Yeah. Maybe like 300 miles south of here. So it's cold. And I don't know where my contact lenses are. And... um. I don't remember anything. And this girl I knew said that I ordered a pizza. And when they called to say they were there, I just went like, well, all right. <laughs> and I just went to bed and could never order a pizza there ever again <laughs> because so I stiffed them. Pick, I didn't get the pizza. I, this is a rare moment in my life where I'm drunk and I'd rather go to bed than eat, than eat pizza. God, wow. Yeah. I've done that before, though, just... Falling asleep, putting a pizza in the oven, yeah, like a DiGiorno or like a Totino's is the ones we had in college, yeah. little pizza crackers. <laughs> right. You put it in the oven, you sit down, you kind of, and then you pass out. Yeah. And then your roommates are like, dude, you almost burned the fucking house <laughs> right, down right, again. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I, they also told me, you know, witnesses, eyewitnesses told me that I left the party, but then tried to get back in and they had a security guard at the party, which is crazy. That's nice. For a college party. Yeah. But- I, I did this thing where I was like, I mean, I knew, like, I'm a funny guy. <laughs> I, I wasn't, it wasn't because I was, I, I was so drunk that I thought this was funny. Right. I wasn't so drunk that I thought this would work. I tried to like shaggy from Scooby-Doo, like <laughs> pass the guy, like kind of sneak past the guy, like without saying anything like, ah, you don't see me. You don't see me. And that's what, I'm just that's what they see the most. You. And he was so fucking angry with me yeah. oh my as God. he should be. Of course. Um, this also reminds me of a kind of uneventful story, uh, except for there's a famous person in the story. Ooh. I was roommates with the Surgeon General of the United States of America a couple he, a couple years ago. Uh, his name is Jerome Adams, Doctor Jerome, Jerome Adams. Adams. Whenever he came and on the TV, I was like, man. <laughs> we went over to this this these old. I don't know how we knew them. These older girls' uh, apartment on campus, and it snowed, and they're like, hey. We're going to rip down our, um, they were crazier than us. We're going to rip down our fucking, what do you call that? The blind over the window that comedy condos don't have. And <laughs> you, you rip, they ripped it down and we sledded down a hill on the blind, on this fucking oh, blind. Oh, wow. And, and I, again, that was another one of those nights where I drank so much that, uh, oh my God, I was expecting this to be funny, but now it's so sad. <laughs> I woke up in my own vomit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you could like, do I, do I know what you mean? Yo, yeah, I know what you mean. All over myself, the sheets. Yeah. You can't, like, it was to the point where I washed it once, and it still didn't really no, come could, out. There could, was still chunks everywhere. You could have everywhere. killed yourself. Of course. Yeah, no, this is what I'm here to tell you, people. <laughs> I have drank, I have drank it many times on a lethal level, mostly when I was inexperienced. Yeah. Mostly when I first started drinking. That is the problem yeah. is you don't know what the limit is. So and and, and you're not supposed to be doing it. So there's no adult there to help you. Yeah, there's no supervision. Right. Have you right. ever blacked out? I never blacked out. I only never blacked on, out. Only on stage. But I think the best, the, right, <laughs> right. Uh, after a glass of wine. Goddamn <laughs> uh, But the best blackout story was, uh, I think, Jesse Joyce. Do you know Jesse Joyce? Com I do. Comedian yeah. Jesse Joyce. Uh, he writes for a lot of the Comedy Central uh, roasts. Yeah. So funny. Such a great guy. And he uh, he he would tell this joke. I, I forget from what city to what city. I think he was going to Pittsburgh, if I'm not mistaken. But he drove the whole way. And he was blacked out. Oh, <laughs> my he God. He does not remember driving. That's terrifying. That is, that yeah. That I, is insane. Not obviously anything on that level, like drying, driving through states, but I've talked about it before on this show where I've woken up and my car has been like in the driveway, like sideways. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's not good because the last thing I remember was getting to the bar. Well, yeah. And I want to backtrack a little bit to my first story. Uh, I don't remember how I got home. And when I say my pants were wet from the knees down, that means I was in a pond or a fountain that's what, yeah. at some point. 
or someone that I don't remember. No, there's no way someone peed on me from my knees down, both knees. I was in a, like a you fucking walked fountain somewhere. Yeah. Did you I, smell it? No, no, I didn't smell it, but it wasn't pee because this was dry. No, I didn't. Uh, I mean, like you didn't pee yourself. Like someone maybe pee. I doubt someone peed perfectly. <laughs> That's yeah. From my knees down on both <laughs> pant legs. I was in a creek <laughs> or a fountain, which both were present both on your, camp. Your feet were wet. Your feet were so wet. Dude, I'm wet. telling you, my pants were wet from the knees down, which means I was in a... There are fountains on right, campus. Right. Yeah. Wow. There are creeks. But you have no idea where In the woods. One. And I don't know because it sounds like I was on my fucking own. Yeah. Which is totally terrifying. That wow. is the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Great story. Yeah, it's an even better story if I knew what the fuck happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What else do you have on there? Oh, okay. Let's just go through Let's it. Let's go through it. Uh, when I was 20, I, I drank probably like six, seven hours. It's one of those like getting back to college, like that first day in September oh, was like the God. best. Classes haven't started yet. You still have like a day or two before you got anything Every, to do. And, 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 like, back. and like I said, I didn't drink during the summers, so my tolerance was way low. And I just got crazy hammered, and I this time I woke up to puke, and I was smart enough to leave a plastic bag next to my bed, yeah. and I puked wow. in the plastic bed bag, and then my my roommate uh, saw me try, and I remember this too, trying to <laughs> so stupid. Flush this the is the dumb bag. part. I've become smarter, but I'm still stupid. Yeah. It's like a video game where you learn step by step how to get through the game. I I'm trying to flush a plastic bag down the toilet that has puke in it. <laughs> Which is stupid. You turn the bag right, upside right, down right, and right, then you right, throw right, out the right, bag. Right. So I can't do this. So I go out to the balcony. I'm on the third floor. No. And I just start whipping it around. Oh, <laughs> and I threw it and it really went. It was a good job. It went like whoo, like medieval like warfare. Like went and just hit. It hit like this. This The Half odds of it hitting you. this path were amazing. It just went. It was it just so exploded. It was so amazing. God. And it was legendary. And I remember that being one of the worst hangovers. Wow. Was that life. when you were living with uh, Dr. Jerome Adams? I lived with Dr. Jerome Adams and graffiti artist, Smithsonian acclaimed graffiti artist, Tim Conlon. Yeah, God. I've had a very charmed, drunken life. Uh, this is not funny. When I was 18, my favorite. I drank so much that I was shaking. Yeah. Which I think I had seizures. You know, what? Not, tell me. I never looked it up because there was no internet back then. Yeah, drinking and, swells your brain. So if you drink enough, especially if you're, if you take anything else or if you just drink enough, your body will, your brain will break down. Yeah. It'll start shaking. Like I've yeah. had seizures at work. I've had seizures yeah, yeah, at yeah, home. Yeah. One time I had a seizure in the bathroom and I, so you'll black out. So you'll start to see spots. And then you'll try to chase the spots, and then you black out. Okay. And then you wake up, and your whole body hurts because all your muscles tense up. Yeah. And one time I had this in a bathroom. Not ideal place to black out and have a seizure. At work or? No, this was at home, at home. when I had a seizure at home. But I blacked out, and my head on the toilet just slammed into it. Wow. So I woke up, and I was bleeding from my head. Yeah. And I was, like, aching and all cramped because I had a seizure. And I was like, oh. And that wasn't the tipping point. No. No. <laughs> no like, I'm looking no. at this. And I'm, right. I'm, ho I'm horrified. Stop drinking. Well, I'm, the, I'm, the bag I'm, thing. I, that, because that's this, no point. this is when I wasn't a drinker, yeah. ironically. This is when I would just like Have drink fun. randomly. Right. I was known for not being a big drinker. This is like, I'm obviously an amateur in all these yeah. stories. Um, I, I've, I've woken up in the middle of a party. <laughs> like in a bedroom. No real story there because I don't fucking remember. It. <laughs> wow. That's more yeah, of my you, adult life. You knew where you were. I knew where I was. Okay. Yeah. But I, you just like black out and then wake up and you're in a bedroom? Yeah. All of a sudden, I time traveled from like the backyard to waking up. And I stayed at the party, by the way. Yeah. And like kept drinking. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I think we're really disturbing the fuck out of Daniel. Yeah, here. it's amazing. Uh, I was in Oklahoma on a college gig one time and the dean of the college really liked me and he really liked booze. But you know how it is for a college gig. Like you put so much preparation into it. And you travel that day and you usually drive, you rent a car yeah. and drive that day. And then you do an hour in front of kids who don't even know what the fuck stand-up comedy is exactly. They've never <laughs> been to a show. They're offended by everything. Like it's a goddamn, it's, my, a, thing, it's yeah. a, it's a long day. Right. But then the Dean of the college is like, 
hey, it's customary to have dinner with the people that booked you mm-hmm. when you do a college. Right, 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 right. But this dean of this college was like, let's go get a drink at a bar. And he brought this this other woman who was very attractive. And I really, this is like the worst thing you can do to yourself is say, I'm just going to have one drink oh, and then yeah, I'm going to bed. As soon as you say that, you just fucking signed a contract with the devil. And this guy, I mean, I hate to say it. And this was right before the show. This is, oh, this is after the show. Okay. He he keeps me at the bar. I mean, I say he keeps me at the bar. He encourages me yeah. to stay yeah. at the bar. And I drink and drink and drink. And I'm I'm so drunk that I'm back in my hotel room. And I... I dial zero to call the hotel operator to find out when checkout is. But I get the real operator, like the operator, the phone company, which I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. But you used to be able to dial zero and you could call the operator and you'd be like, hey, can I have the phone number for whatever? And they connect you like fucking Mad Men or something. But this is in 2007. Right. And and I'm like, what time's checkout? And the woman's like, I don't know. This is this is the operator, sir. This is the you've dialed the operator. To the phone company. And she goes, but it's also how you call 911 in a way. Yeah. She goes. But it's also how you call the operator. Yeah. Uh, at a hotel. At a hotel. Right. But somehow it just goes right. straight to the phone company. Right. But it's also kind of how you dial 911. Right. It's a short, it's another way to dial 911. And the woman goes, where are you, sir? And I mean, obviously I bought a plane ticket there and I rented a car and everything. And I did a college with Oklahoma in the title. But I go. I don't know. <laughs> wow. She goes, you don't know where you are. I go, I don't. And I'm, I'm sitting there going, surely I must know where the fuck I am. Because <laughs> I really don't feel that drunk. Right, right, right. You know, at this point, I'm experienced. Yeah. But I just go, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go now. And I just hung up the phone because I realized like she was trying to the figure cops out were going to be yeah, fucking yeah. coming to my door pretty soon. God. The guy hired me again and I fell for it again. Really? In this college. Five years later, I'm like, I'm definitely only having wait, one he, drink this but he, time. But he did wait five years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, because because at this point, he was like leaving and he and he was like, I'm going to get full charge back here. We had such a good time. I do the show again and I'm like, I'm definitely only having one drink again this time. Yeah. Ended up, I did a rookie, rookie, rookie move where I got in someone's car and went someplace oh. where I couldn't get it back from. Rookie move. Because then you're stuck. And I'm stuck wherever at, they bring you. I'm stuck at like Roadhouse, right? And at one point, a fight just breaks out and I get trampled by a fight. Did you really? By like 20 people brawling. And I was pissed. And I remember everybody there being like, at this point, the Dean's friends are there. Yeah. They're like, dude, shake it off. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> you got stampeded by a bunch of cowboys. That's what oh, it happens. Up, baby. Right. And the scariest part of it was, or like the most... If you're an introvert, this is your worst nightmare, which I am. They they they're driving me back to the hotel at like five in the morning, mm-hmm. and the dean of the school goes, "Yeah, man, we're gonna um we're gonna fucking pick up some beers and we're gonna we're gonna party at your hotel room." And I'm like, "It's a weird situation where he paid for the hotel room." Yeah, and I'm like, "No, dude, no, no, no." No, 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 no. You're not. It's fine. He's like, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. You didn't even do that joke I like. Like, he's starting to get pissed at me. You didn't do that tearing up the stage joke, man. What the fuck? What did I pay for? And I'm like, oh, my God. Fortunately, the gas station wouldn't sell him beer or whatever, and I just got in the hotel room, and I was fine. God. But I was, like, really, really, like, they really, he really, like, set his hooks in me. And I know I say, oh, he encouraged me, but obviously that example yeah. is, like, you're had, doing he, this. He had it in right. for me on some level. He liked me, but he wanted to push me. It was clear. Or he was, was totally also cl- pissed drunk and living through Whatever the right, case, right, right, whatever right. the case wow, was, man. I was more than encouraged. Right. I was a little bit manipulated. Yeah. Not to drink, but I didn't know what to do when I was stuck at a bar back then. Well, that's the thing is yeah. like and like we were talking about earlier, is I don't know cuz you're in comedy clubs a lot and you don't I mean obviously we don't drink anymore and you don't you're not really a big drinker, so are you just very much like get in, do your set, get out? I think that was my biggest mistake, man, in uh, moving here because I was so so much about the work and I was so much about, you know, I came here uh, with uh, with my wife. Well, she was my girlfriend back then. So we just had each other. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, and she wasn't oh. working, so we so she was alone, and uh, I, I didn't want her to be home alone, and uh, I didn't know anyone, and I didn't know this thing about you know FaceTime because you know the hang. In, in, yeah the hang in Montreal FaceTime meaning when uh, exactly yeah just to explain to the audience. Uh, uh, just Before to, cell phones, yeah, you or, would call being right. in person FaceTime. So stage time, <laughs> where 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 I come from, we only heard of stage time, mm-hmm. and that's all that mattered. But when I came to New York, I heard about FaceTime. I was like, Estee's the, real big on FaceTime. What the hell? Uh, okay. What I was like, what the hell is FaceTime? And uh, FaceTime, it's just like hanging out, just showing your face over and over and over. And uh, I I I'm I wasn't about that, you know. I it's. I think I like things to be organic, mm-hmm. and if it's not, if I force myself to, I feel like I'm just, you know, I don't want to be at a place that I don't want to be or I don't need to be just to get something out of it, and maybe that's the wrong attitude, but... There's an upside to that, too. Yeah. You and to you, are, you are going to meet people and hang with people during that half an hour to an hour where you're waiting to go up. Mm-hmm. And then if you do a good job on stage, that counts. And you're still going to say peace out and later on anyway. So that is, in fact, FaceTime. Right, 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 right. And um, hanging out for two, three hours, I don't know that that helps you more. Right. It doesn't. Because at that point- I do point, it all the time. It yeah, doesn't. because at that point, there's all these, like, there really is a lot of drinking in it, especially yeah. when you're young. And there's a lot of- Ideas getting passed around that don't really transfer to the next morning. <laughs> We're gonna write this movie. You this call is them, a great idea. Yeah, you call them. Yeah, I don't know about that idea. Right, or right. they don't answer the phone or whatever. Right. Well, sometimes it'll backfire too because because I don't drink, but other people around me yeah. will be drinking, and I'll book people whether it's for the show or we'll be talking about like doing a, a, an actual stand up thing or I'd, like we'll have full on conversations, and I'll see them like a day or two later, and they don't remember any of the conversation. Right, right, yeah. right, right. And right. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. Like I go home, and like when Savannah and I were together, I'd be like, "You're never gonna believe right. who I kicked it with for like two hours." Right. And, and and that's another thing. Like if you don't drink and you don't you don't you don't smoke, uh, you uh, and everyone does that, then you're kind of being surrounded by you know things that you don't do or you want to do and yeah i feel like it's a little bit of you just end up selling your your soul to i don't know it's it's so tricky keeping that uh that sense of uh for lack of a better word integrity mm-hmm. to just do what you want to do and not do things because they to get something out of someone yeah. and and you know honestly anything i've ever gotten out of my career was not from the hang, really. Yeah. It was really from about what people saw you do on stage. Absolutely. And then, of course, they want to talk to you off stage to see if you check out. But like, if you hang out with too long, too, there's another thing where you hang out too long, and like, you could easily get on someone's nerves mm-hmm. or what have Maybe sometimes you. Sometimes a hang is like, oh, I'll do my my podcast, or like, oh, you want to do this? That's thing. a much better yeah, hang. Yeah, 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 right. That's yeah. what the hang has become. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's but sometimes it, but, where but I'll have you, conversations right. and I go, why are we not recording this? Yeah, right. Like, this is a right. good... And to be fair, most of the time we are recording yeah. these days. <laughs> right. Yeah. We record so many, so much of our lives. So now. much stuff. Yeah. There's, I know a comic now where they started bringing, like they bought this new nice digital, like nice camera. Yeah. And now they record before their sets. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, it's like behind the scenes kind right, of stuff. Right, and right. I'm like, that's... What are we becoming? Like we are. What five, are we doing? We're five years away from cameras on us all the time, right? Like a Truman Show and, kind of. A and thing. it's like we all. Oh, I'm going to check out Brennan's life today. I'm going to check out Daniel's life today. Yeah. Full charge is boring the shit out of me. Come on, full charge. How long charge? is he going to stare at that blank notebook? Right. <laughs> who, who who is it with? Uh, so yes, people are, are are videotaping themselves sleeping live. And people are watching it. That's nuts. Yeah. Hey, and I think I know when to fucking rob this guy. Yeah. Right, 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 right. 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 <laughs> I've often wondered, though, because I've been told I toss and turn in my sleep a lot. That. So I've often wondered to videotape it just to be like, is that true? Yeah. Like, am I really like throwing punches in my sleep? Uh, my oh, ex-fiance wow. yeah, said yeah, yeah. I would like freak out. Yeah. <clears throat> and I never know because I just wake up and I'm in bed. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that would be interesting. I'm again. I'm so old school. I'm against all of this, and it's hurt me in my career. Yeah. Like every time a new technology came out, I'd be like, "Fuck that! I'm not doing that." Yeah, but you know what? It it may have hurt you in your career, but it I think it saves you as a human. 
It saved me to some degree. But chicken or the because, egg. Because eventually right. you get there. That's the problem. Yeah. Eventually, like I was always the guy who was like, I'm not going to get a smartphone. I know it's going to drive me crazy. I know when I'm on the internet, I'm crazy. And then eventually you can't really survive without it. You can, but you're not really participating in society after yeah. a certain point. And especially as someone who runs a business, you kind of got to like advertise. And I, and I don't even do it. I'm like, I have to do less social media than I've ever done before. And it still drives me crazy. Um, and I know that I need to do more. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a business. I need to advertise. Well, that's the thing too, is like we see comics constantly where you'll check, like you'll just be on social media. You go, how the fuck does this person have 150,000 followers? Mm-hmm. And then you go through their feed and it's like, oh, they post a clip. Every two days. Yeah. Like or every day. Or every or, day. Or multiple times a day. Yeah. And it's and like, then you oh. end up living on your phone. See, some people are already editing. there. Yeah. Some people yeah. are already there. Yeah. And you got to edit. You got to, you got to pick what you're talking about. Know when you're, when you're going to do it, cut it, post it, uh, comment on it. It's like, it's nonstop. And, and then, then by the time you see these people stand up, <laughs> it sucks. Right. right. <laughs> they, they haven't written a single fucking joke. Yeah. So it's, I, I, I do a give and take with it. I do, I, Sunday nights, I go into the computer and I'll go through old sets and I pull two clips that I want to use for the next week. So then Monday, I post the podcast clip from this show, X Drinking Buddy, and then I'll post a stand-up clip between Tuesday and like Thursday, and then Friday, I post another podcast thing. And like, that's it. That's as much as I do. That's good. Because I see these people posting two, three clips a day, and I go, you don't have that much material. <laughs> like, That's what I'm bugged out by. Yeah. And a lot of it is they'll, they'll do crowd work, and then, they, then it conditions audiences to be like, oh, well, if I go see so-and-so, that means I get to participate. Yeah. Because all their clips are them doing crowd work. So right. people are now getting jokes ready to go shout at a specific yep. comedian. Yep. And I'm like, you guys broke all this. You broke it. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah. And then you fucking broke it. Yeah. But it's weird, like what you said, because you just said, yeah, I'm, I'm a business, but you you know, you're a comic. I know. Yeah. You know, I've, and, I've learned. And, and, and now we have to change not only our livelihoods, but uh, uh, the perception of, of what we do. And to it's 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 messed up that money over like always takes over. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not you're not a business. That's just a part of, you know, who you are and what you do. But. I feel like it's like today's back in the '90s. That was the, the glory days, yeah, right? You like just you had to be funny. You just had to be funny, and you just had to get that just for laughs. Well, here's uh, here, here's here's what's really great about the the '90s and before the internet was people bitch about the gatekeepers, the gatekeepers keeping me away, the gatekeepers keeping me away. But it did have an effect where you're highlighting a a, a small amount of comedians. For a small amount of time. Mm-hmm. So like you could pay attention to like 10 comedians and right. then there'd be the next 10 comedians and then there'd be the next 10 comedians. Now it's everybody all, all at, at once. Time, yep. Cat videos, psychic videos, water skiing accidents. You're competing with the entire world yep. instead of one booker at the Tonight Show. And it might sound like, oh, I got that sucks. You had to impress this one guy. Yeah, but if you learn to impress this one guy, then you were you could make a you were given out of the it. keys. Yeah, unless he's the got car. a thing against you for no reason. Then you, know you go I mean? to fucking Conan's right. Booker. Right. Yeah. You figure out unless he's got another thing against you. Whatever, <laughs> right, 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 and right. then but eventually, he, eventually he needs you. You know, you're part of a community, like a physical community that well, there's definitely you would and see, cons, yeah. and mm-hmm. the, but and so it it um I realize we can't go back to that, and I realize I have to move on. But I'm here to tell you it was a glorious time to well, be a comedian. And now the gatekeepers, people say, oh, it's great not having gatekeepers. You could just put it up on YouTube. Yeah. We still have gatekeepers. Yeah. There are still, it's just podcasts now. There right. are podcasts that are more popular. There are so many people who would rather have an appearance on a Rogan or a your mom's house or eventually the power of how. They would much rather have that <laughs> appearance because more people watch that. Yeah. Manifest. Yeah, manifest. manifest, baby. But more people watch that. More people watch that than the Tonight Show now. More people. Uh, do you know how many people I've had on this show that have been on late night and 
people are like, I don't know this person. And it's, yeah. it's every person I've had that's been on late night. Yeah. Nobody knows who they are. So no, it's like because late night only gets watched online, but it gets watched less right, yeah, than right, other stuff. But if I say, right. oh, this person was on Rogan or like I was telling you last night at work when I told my manager you were going on your mom's house and he's a mommy. And he I, was I, like, are you fucking kidding me? I just me? taped an episode of your mom's house and it went well. And afterwards I was like, holy shit. Like this is big yeah like this is big like this is like oh there yeah i'm like this this is gonna be like a big moment like i don't know if it's gonna lead to anything or whatever but like millions of people are gonna see this versus when you did carson daly <laughs> when i did the 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 fucking uh the late 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 craig ferguson show and just a, I had a bunch of whiskey when i did that show <laughs> just to tie it into this show there we go <laughs> always uh, the professional nobody saw it it was on at 1 30 in the morning this is back when CBS would not then post it. Yeah, anyway. I had to get a copy and post it myself illegally, which if they found it, they would try to take it down. Right. I remember I got three MySpace messages when I did the Craig Ferguson show. That's all. And when this comes out in that's February, all you're I about got, to get That's it. all I quote unquote got out of it. Yeah. And so at that point, the worlds were still separated. This is 2005. Yeah. And to me, it seems like yesterday to, you know, the kids that's like fucking generation ago. But it was so weird that that I'm talking about three people liked it enough that saw it, that, that thought, I'm going to write this yeah. guy or even knew how to do that. Yeah. God, now. Wild. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Next month when that airs, I mean, the, 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 that's that's the point we're kind of everybody's going to see it. You're going to have a bigger bump. And everybody's going to be watching it for the next like 10 years. Yeah, it's always going to be on. Yeah. All right, we're out of time. Plug everything. Daniel? Uh, da Daniel <laughs> Do you know Tourette. your social media? I, I know your social uh, media. To Tornado Torado. There it is. Uh, and uh, I, I just finished. I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish working on my website this week. Uh, DanielTorado.com. Uh, thanks so much, man. This thanks for coming really on. Great. Thanks so much for having me. I'm at the full charge. Uh, pretty much across the board. You can even Google the full charge. And you you are a Google. I fan. am actually the full charge yeah. out of all the people on earth. Uh, <laughs> that's not your web your website. That's my website. Yeah. And if you could you could just Google yeah. the three words, the full charge, and wow. I come up. That he is he is I'm the, the full, full charge. Yeah. There's arr, no other arr, full arr. charges. <laughs> there are many full charges, but they're not me. The they're not the full charge. Right. Thank you, everybody, for listening at BrennanTComedy.com. Brennan T. Comedy on all social media. We'll talk to you all next week.